0: Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on? It's Matt with the DPI podcast. Uh, We are having all kinds of fun right now. Hey, there we are. Uh, It looks like he's getting in now. So that's a good thing to see. Uh but and I'm muted over there. So who knows? Unmute. Okay. So yeah, we've got a lot going on today. Uh lots of news coming from the parks over the last week. Like we said, um we thought we were going to get not so scary last week. We ended up getting it later on in the week. So we have dates, we've got prices, and we've got a lot going on us. Including a catastrophe when it comes to uh, the Fantasmic Show over in California. So I'm going to give uh, Peter a second here to get on the show and then we'll kind of go from there and uh, get it all taken care of. We're, uh, yeah, he's all kinds of fun there too. <laughs> He's he's been having problems with his camera. We've been having problems with Teams. It's just been it's just been one of one of those uh, setups here recently with us. So no, nah, but we're we'll battle through and we'll get it done and uh, we'll we'll see what we've got going on here in a second. So uh, how we're gonna start off the show today is we're gonna have Peter talk a little bit about his trip to World here a couple of weeks ago. Um. They spent a week-long trip, did some uh, resort hopping, and, and really had a, a, a fantastic time. Also got to get on Tron, so we'll talk to him about that. So, yeah, so Peter, are you uh, about ready over there? Sure. Sure. Well, let's go ahead and let's, let's bring Peter on, and we will start talking about his trip.
1: I did so, man. I was on my game for spring break trip. I got like boarding group 12 for Guardians of the Galaxy on my Epcot day, and I got like boarding group 14 for Tron. So, man, I was I was quick triggers at 7 a.m. on my trip (laughs) this last time. Um, So anyway, as soon as here's what was funny. So I bought or or I booked at 7 a.m. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to want to do it twice because we're only here this one day. So I went into the individual Lightning Lane purchase and started looking at that. And uh, it was really funny because I kind of pulled it up and the first time I could book was like early afternoon. And then I was like, eh, I probably don't want early afternoon. You know what, I better check with my friend who's going with me, make sure he wants to do it twice. Send him a text, said, hey, do you want to do this thing twice? He texted back maybe 30 seconds later and goes, yeah, we should probably do it twice. By the time I went back to look at available times, it had pushed to like 5 o'clock. And then by the time I like went through the the system and by the time it like confirmed my payment, the only times available were like after 9 p.m. Oh, geez. Yeah. So – Which was fine, because I had already kind of decided, hey, I'm definitely going to ride at daytime. I definitely want to ride at nighttime. So I'm going to book after the fireworks for around 9.15, 9.30. So I grabbed that. But yeah, so basically, the individual Lightning Lane purchase was gone in under 10 minutes at 7 AM. Huh. Um, ultimately though, good ride, uh, really, really cool, you know, kind of like the same as, um, not to the level of the, the star Wars rise of the resistance in any way. Um, but still very immersive. You, you kind of make it through the line and you go into this little like pre-show room and they digitize you into the grid. And then from that moment on, you're like in the system (laughs) <laughs> and um, I, I took a video of that. That's really cool, that little that little thing. And then um, rides, kind of cool. Locker system, for those of you familiar with Universal, locker system is very similar to Velocicoaster. You're walking through the line, and then you come into a locker room where you put your stuff in for free. And then once you ride, as you're coming back out, you're on the opposite side of the locker so a little two-way locker system um ride vehicle does have a little pouch in the front big enough for cell phones wallets sunglasses stuff like that yeah um so that was nice whereas over at universal for velocicoaster you have to go through a metal detector and they will send you right back and uh ride itself really cool kind of think the harness system of the flight of passage but then launch coaster and ride similar to rock and roller coaster, but you don't go upside down. That's that's basically what I can tell you. Like you launch and you're immediately outside during that little outside section. Then you bank around and you come in and you come into the ride building, and the ride building is very rock and roller coaster esque. Going through various colored loops. Um, there's a little bit of side display, kind of like how Guardians has some of those uh, monitors with various scenes going on. And yeah. the premise is your team is racing this other team. And uh, spoiler alert, blue team wins.
0: Hey, there you go. Because uh, you're always blue team. So.
1: You are always blue team.
0: Until you get into the post show and then you're green team.
1: Go yes. green team. Right. Because it was sponsored by enterprise. <laughs>
0: um, so, so let's talk about some other things you did on your trip. So first time at Bay Lake tower, what do you think about Bay Lake tower in the contemporary complex?
1: I, I think I mentioned this last week. Um, I definitely see the appeal of being at contemporary and perhaps I was talking with you on the show, or maybe it was just you and I chatting outside of the show. Um, it is, it is a very, very nice resort. The Contemporary has its own pool and then Bay Lake Tower has its own pool, which is kind of nice. Um, really, really, you know, there's not a bad view on the property because you're either looking over at Magic Kingdom or looking out at the, the Bay Lake. And so we were looking out at the Bay Lake area. Uh, it was cool from our balcony we watched the electric light show um, the on the water, the electric, the electric water pageant, and uh, that was great. And we didn't go to the park that day, and we found out, like th- we knew there was a DVC lounge, and we found out the ins and outs of that. And so about 20 minutes before the fireworks, we were able to go up to this rooftop lounge. Um, we were able to get some drinks and watch – the fireworks from a distance and they piped the music in to that little lounge. So that was really nice. Are You keep messing with my camera, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just see what kind of what I see. So
0: I'm, I'm adjusting, I'm cropping your stuff out a little bit because I see like the blue line that shows you're talking and that kind of stuff. I was just trying to clean it up a little bit while you were sitting there talking. So, yeah, so the lounge is cool. Um, yeah, you know, I like the contemporary property. I don't like what they did with the rooms, with the incredible theming. Um, Incredibles theming. It's not incredible theming as in great and fantastic. It is the movie Incredibles. Um, Wait, it's
1: fantastic theming?
0: <laughs> quit twisting my words. Um, but no, it's it, it's it's a really, really good complex. And I really love that complex and it's proximity to the parks. and the monorail and that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome.
1: Um, let's talk yeah, about some and We were there the whole time. We were like, I wish I was walking the magic kingdom. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. what, what else did you do? That was new.
1: My goodness. We did. I was trying to like keep tabs of it all. Um, so obviously we rode Tron because it, Oh, it officially opened two days before we rode it, but we know, that it kind of soft opened about two and a half weeks before that um so we ate at uh because we were there we ate at steakhouse 71 okay, um, okay. for breakfast wonderful meal i uh, really enjoyed that and then over in hollywood studios we ate at the rodeo roundup barbecue and um right just to keep my my uh my ability to claim that i've eaten at every restaurant inside the parks they opened a new restaurant so i had to book it um over at disney springs because we were there for a week but only went to the park three times uh we were able to do a a lot more in disney springs than we had ever done before um on top of our favorite haunt the coke bar which it was sad because the Coke bar no longer has a liquor license. So um, it was still fun, but it was sad to see a lot of the kind of fun themed drinks uh, go away, the adult specialties that is. Um, but over at, oh my gosh, let's see if I can get them all. So we ate at House of Blues, never done that before. We ate at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming again, because that place is amazing. We ate at Paradiso Thirty Seven, and what'd you think of Paradiso Thirty Seven? I liked it. So what I liked about it is we grabbed the reservation about fifteen minutes before we sat down. Uh huh. Um, so it was we we were just there on our first on our first night. We were like, yeah, maybe we'll go to Disney Springs for a little bit because we literally sat out at that Bay Lake Tower pool for like four hours. So we were like, uh, maybe we should just go do something with our lives.
0: So we did that. Um, we, we were at the Contemporary when COVID happened and they shut the parks down. And the first day that the parks were shut down and we're kind of there and we, we don't know what to do. We went and ate at Ohana and then we came back to the Contemporary pool and we just kind of sat there and fried and then we went up to cali grill after that because of course nobody's at the parks anymore so we got a cali grill reservation day of so we go up to cali grill and we were freezing in cali grill after we got fried at the parks
1: skin was so hot (laughs) yeah um so i feel like there's something else that i'm forgetting that we also did new so that was four restaurants were new Um, One, yeah, two new hotels. We stayed at Port Orleans Riverside. So um, if Caribbean Beach is booked, I will typically go for a Port Orleans over Coronado just because Coronado has the big Destino Tower. It also has the convention center, Uh which just sort of ruins a little bit of the Disney ambiance for me. Um, So I, I send guests to Port Orleans semi-regularly however I had never stayed there personally so it was awesome to do that because while I was at Riverside I was also able to go over to French Quarter so now my depth of knowledge of those two resorts is is very very thorough in terms of theming and pros and cons and and kind of the the benefits of staying there and and all of that stuff so Port Orleans was um, really, really great to stay there. I I totally feel vindicated by sending guests there. And uh, yeah, would definitely slots up there. If you're going for more of a laid back vacation uh, and not necessarily running park, 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 then I don't think Caribbean beach is the way to go. I really think one of the Port Orleans, and I will even say that Port Orleans Riverside is way above french quarter in my mind after our our stay there um is the way to go due to the the various ways you can get to springs and just sort of the escape that um port Orleans riverside felt like uh to my my family but it might not feel that way to everybody but it feels that way to us did you get to see yeehaw bob we did not see yeehaw bob
0: so those of you that don't do not know, Yeehaw Bob uh, is an entertainer at Port Orleans. Uh, if you go on Facebook, he actually does a lot of Facebook Lives still, um, but really, really cool guy. Just kind of a unique personality um, that you would only find at Disney or a carnival or something like that. I mean, he's he's just one of those types of personalities, but really fun. He performs at Port Orleans. Um, He performs outside of one of the restaurants, I think, and, uh, no, I think he has nightly shows or shows every couple of nights, so, no, if you get a chance, definitely worth the check out there. Um, anything else from your trip that you want to talk about?
1: No, we just, like I said, we had a, we had a great time, a little bit different than normal, because normally we are park, 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 um, so... It was nice to, as I said, we were there for uh, Friday to Friday, so eight days, seven nights, and stayed at three different resorts. <laughs> and <laughs> um, yeah, because we stayed one night at the Contemporary, um, then we stayed two nights at Beach Club because it's our favorite resort. I had Matt, you're gonna you're gonna kick me, but you're gonna also understand. While I was at Beach Club, I was sitting at the bar and there was an exclusive Club 33 event in the Beach Club celebrating like the 15th, like I don't know, whatever it was, five year anniversary for like new members or something like that. Uh huh. So anyway, I'm sitting at the bar and all of a sudden this guy comes up and he's holding a Club 33 bag and we get to talking to him and he invited me to the Epcot Club 33 lounge but the day he invited me was the day we were going to Magic Kingdom. And that was a lot of shuffling of plans to, <laughs> right. Like I would have yeah. had to move my Epcot day to move my Magic Kingdom day. To He did. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be at Rosen Crown at 1030. Come join me. We'll eat some lunch. We'll go up to the club. I was like, I, every word that you're saying to me are words that I've wished that some human says to me. <laughs> you're yeah. saying all the right things just at the wrong time right. or like you could have literally said any day but thursday and i was like i'll be there I'll, I, will, I will be there <laughs> but oh that that hurt because yeah he was an awesome guy it was it was great talking to him um he was in trading cards so um very very lucrative market he and i were talking a lot about gen con being around our neck of the woods and how he comes to Indy every year and, uh, you know, kind of works with all of that. And, yeah, it was a great guy. He was great to talk to. And, unfortunately, I was unable to take him up on the let's go to the Club 33 <laughs> Epcot Lounge. All right. But we got a lot of information about Club 33 in terms of kind of what it costs and what you get and everything like that. Not that I'm anywhere near financially able to become a club
0: (laughs) yeah um it's 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 kind of out there from what i know slash assume
1: but the the perks because you know everybody's got to do park reservation system right no no (laughs) they sure don't (laughs) they sure don't All right,
0: well, before we let this show get away from us, let's go ahead and get into the news real quick and do a 15-minute or shorter than that, but um, let's get into the news. Okay, um, so let's talk about the the big story that kind of broke over the weekend, and that is kind of what happened to the show at Fantasmic in Disneyland. That's
1: not the big one. What's that? The big one is the idiots at the dance competition lounging in the France waiting <laughs> pool.
0: They got their team kicked out of the dance competition. I know.
1: And lifetime bands, I'm sure. What absolute morons. Like, it, that's... Oh, Canada, we were beating the heat. Like I saw the video footage. I'm like, I guarantee within 30 seconds of that video, park security was there in force dragging them out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like
0: cucumber level stuff from living with the land.
1: That's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, just go enjoy the park and don't be an idiot. Like, honestly, you could have, you can, I know people all the time get away with like taking their shoes off and kind of turning around and putting their feet in that fountain. Guaranteed. Yeah. Those morons were straight up. Hot tubbing it. in it. Yeah. They were hot tubbing it. I was four, <laughs> Yeah, so, so if you they haven't got seen it, themselves there's... In a hot situation. Speaking <laughs> of hot situation...
0: <laughs> no, so there was a TikTok video about that um, that kind of made the rounds on Twitter and everywhere um, of that team. And then there was a follow-up about them getting kicked out of the competition. And, and they didn't say anything about park bans or anything like that, but in the video, you could see one of the girls actually get in the pool with the parents so um that that was kind of interesting but the hot situation is the maleficent dragon at the phantasmic show in disneyland um it, it exploded basically i mean it was absolutely engulfed with flames we've got video up on our facebook page and over on the instagram account of this um from princess t over on twitter is the one that uh had the video, but what it looked like is the fluid that they use for the fire effect was leaking out of the set piece prior to Mickey throwing his sparks at it. And then the aftermath is, it's sad, because it's just basically the metal pieces that were big enough not to melt. Is all that's left. The spine, a little bit of the head, and that's about it. <laughs> um, that show's gonna be down for a while. On top of that, they've suspended the same fire effect in Maleficent's Dragon at Walt Disney World and Maleficent's Dragon at Disneyland Paris during their parades. So if you're seeing one of those parades, they do n- not breathe fire anymore um, until they figure out what actually caused the leak. And or um, its ability to catch fire that easy. Now, if you remember a couple of years ago, it was it shortly before COVID or shortly after COVID when the dragon at Magic Kingdom caught fire.
1: I think it was slightly before. That's what yeah, I was I think thinking it, too. Yeah, coming out of COVID, they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have had the parades. We got cavalcades like nine months after COVID. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so yeah so. um it happened at, with that dragon as well, where it was gone for a while before they brought it back. So big deal there. Again, go over to our Facebook page or to um, the Instagram page, at Princesses in the Mouse, and check that out. Um, other big news is we got dates for Not So Scary. Um, and, and they're really kind of in line with what we thought was going to be the date so beginning august the 12th i had said around the 20th i was off by about eight days or august 11th is the first night officially and then going through um halloween night prices on the low end are going to be at 109 on the high end are going to be at 189
1: 199 199 199 are like the last four because i was in there today preparing to buy our tickets on Thursday because I get the, um, well, pick one because now I'm an annual pass holder too. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy all four of our tickets at my discount on Thursday. So I was looking at the prices and basically, yeah, 109 through August into September, it bumps to 119. And then as you head into late September and into October, it quickly bumps from 149 to 169 yeah. to 199 for like the last three or four parties heading into Halloween night. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh my God. That, that's a lot. That's a lot and for a, four a seven hour party.
1: 900 bucks.
0: Yeah. That's a lot for a seven hour party. I mean. Right,
1: yeah. Um, well, you can get in at 4 p.m. and it ends at one. Oh, so nine. Yeah, nine hour party. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I always, whenever I have a client want to go to a party, the first thing I tell them is, okay, well, you're not wasting a park ticket on that day then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so I think that's kind of the scandal. new the new thought process is you used to just kind of go and just be there all day or like park hop. That that was like the poor man's park hop for a long time is you'd buy the nighttime ticket at Magic Kingdom, and then you'd go to Animal Kingdom or somewhere and then just go to Magic Kingdom at four o'clock for the party and that was kind of your park hop but now with the prices where they are it doesn't make sense to do that when the when the after hours events were you know in the early days you could get or the early um dates you could get them at like 69 dollars a person it made sense to do it that way now that even in the early days of the the parties it's over a hundred dollars it's a full park day ticket again so it just it doesn't make sense to do it that way anymore
1: right for sure but really exciting and i'm i'm excited i've been to you know both parties uh several times it'll be exciting to do uh the party with just you and me and our wives because i just think of like all the footage and and just the things that we can go do in comparison Uh, to what we might normally have to do. Now we are going to have to discuss some killer outfits. I didn't think about that, but yeah, I have to figure this out, but I'm sure Shannon will have some ideas. All right, Shannon, go text. No, her,
0: her, her her big contribution to the show tonight so far has been hashtag make good choices, which is, um, very relevant. (laughs) Um, Let's let's talk about some discounts at the Galactic Star Cruiser.
1: Hold on, before we get to like discounts and stuff like that, one other kind of big piece of information, and I just read it today. Um, Tokyo Disneyland will not be retheming its Splash Mountain. Brer Rabbit is there to stay for the foreseeable future. Really? Yeah. So that's pretty. Uh, so if you if you really really love your Brer Rabbit it seems like you can uh, go to Tokyo Awesome so there you go
0: yeah. yeah because we've got land closing theirs on May the 30th so end of yeah. end of next month you lose that okay Galactic star Cruiser Disney Visa card holders now get saved 30% off 2023 <laughs> departure dates and it's basically every date in May. Most states in June, about half of them in July, the 3rd, the 13th, and the 29th in August, and the 8th and the 16th in September. Will this ever end? Disney has to change the pricing on this.
1: Yeah, and you and I talked about that from the moment they released the pricing structure. Like, why am I going to do a two-night stay cruise or more than like a three-night Caribbean cruise. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I'm so unless they extend the experience and make it three to four nights and keep the price the same. Otherwise, I like they gotta be a thousand dollars per night for you know for like a couple. A yeah. couple to be a thousand dollars a night makes sense because now if I were to stay at a deluxe resort, I'd be expecting to pay. You know, somewhere between five and eight hundred dollars a night, and so because you're now all inclusiving it, a a couple should be able to go on a Star Wars cruise for two to twenty-five hundred. And right now, it would still cost thirty-five-ish, I think.
0: Yeah, it it just—it still just doesn't make sense. I mean, when you when you compare that to, say, a three-day Disney cruise, and it's double the price for two people, it just, it it still doesn't make sense. I mean, it's gotta, they've got to bring it down under three grand for a couple. And they've got to bring it down into that that $4,500 range for a family of four.
1: Yeah, because there's no way the number now I get that there's way less rooms, but the number of people in that building cannot be comparable to the number of people in a cruise. Correct. In terms of employee workload, right?
0: So yeah, it just it, it, right now it still doesn't make sense, and we'll see what happens. I think this is going to be one of those things that it may just kind of go off on its own little quiet way at some point and just be done. I just don't yeah. see it doing a whole hell of a lot unless they bring that price way down.
1: Yeah, and it'll be curious to know like when they pass their break-even point. Yeah. You know, just all of that cost that went into building this thing, like but at the same token, like could they just repurpose it into a really uniquely themed hotel and get rid of all of the immersive experience, right? So we just inadvertently created a brand new hotel and you have galactic themed rooms. But they take all, like, the kid clubs and stuff like that and just kind of rip those away and turn them into more common spaces or or whatever else. So, yeah. Right? Make the big dining room a quick service restaurant or something, right? You know, make the special, make the special restaurant just a regular restaurant.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- they could do something with it, but, I mean, at this point... Is it considered a failure right now? Or are they just going to try and figure it out and, and hope it doesn't just completely bomb? Because it's it's not like a Disney hotel where you, you experience it once and then you're like, yeah, I, I like this hotel. I'm going to go back to it. You experience right. that once and then you're like, I really don't want to do this again.
1: I mean, there are different pathways you can choose on your adventure. But yeah, why, why would I do that? But would I... Spend $600 a night to stay there. Oh, absolutely. With yeah. With my family report for sure. Yeah. Pretty yeah. huge lodgings and kind of fun. Um,
0: one other big piece of news um, came out today, and it was about Pixar Point uh, or Pixar Place. So, this is a, a really weird part of Hollywood Studios. And there used to be like a, a Woody and Buzz meet and group back in it and it it used to have the entrance to Toy Story Mania Uh, and then when Toy Story Land opened it was just kind of like this forgotten little alleyway to the left of Toy
1: Story Land. Hey that is not true that is where the (laughs) Joffrey's line goes early in the morning when it's really long. Forgotten little alley to the left of (laughs) exactly what I said. I mean, hey, I've, I I I've waited in a Joffrey's line through those gates.
0: So they are going to breathe some life into it with Edna Mode, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, Frozone and Sully um with Meet and Greets back in that area. Yeah. Let's do all the Incredibles characters and then Sully. Um but Sully it sounds like Sully's probably going to meet at uh uh that Walt Disney World presents in that building.
1: That's where he is right now. Yeah. He's in there right now. Because Addie went and met him while I was waiting in that Joffrey's line.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the other characters are going to probably meet in that area where Buzz and Woody were. It's kind of like this little glass room, basically, with a queue. So Yeah, and
1: they did have, like... Um, they would run little, little performance shows of the Incredibles back there on the far... far back area of that little walk i know i after toy story land opened i know i saw him in there and i know i met woody and buzz in there one time anyway
0: oh family wellness disney parks released this big family wellness thing today on disney parks blog you want to check that out go over to disney parks uh twitter you can check that out. But past that, oh, um, one last thing Reedy Creek, um, again, it hits the news. And the um, new governing organization is going to mandate state, state inspections for the monorail now. Um, it has been written into the law. And added as an amendment to the law that's going to dissolve Reedy Creek, basically. And it, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I don't think this ends well for anybody. I just, I, I don't, I still don't know what the end game is for anybody, but it continues to make news because DeSantis is involved and it's Disney. And yeah.
1: Yeah, but DeSantis cameoed on The Mandalorian, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. Um,. Hey, it's everybody's
0: favorite part of the show. Not the ending. It's top three time.
1: I'm only here for the ending. <laughs>
0: uh, Business trip.
1: You uh, the people move around.
0: <laughs> it does people a little bit. everybody it's top three time we got peter with princesses and the mouse disney travel um every one of my screens is going to be wrong now because your little thing is uh a different size now
1: okay yeah you're chopping it all up
0: i know i'm chopping it all up because i wanted to make it look nice now it looks nice it looks better wookie's (laughs) back chewbacca hey chewy um so if you haven't been with us for top three before thanks for joining us um, these are pretty awesome. We have a lot of fun with these. It is a random draw question, comment, uh, category from the Disney Parks. And we come up with our top three in 20 seconds. So, and it's All not, right, I got him. you're not your favorite thing to do it. Not so scary since we have not so ser- scary news. It is number 25 tonight and number 25 is going to be
1: Your favorite things about a Disney park? Uh,
0: okay. This could be an interesting one because there's not too many of these around. It is gonna be your favorite places to watch the fireworks that aren't the Hub or Main Street. And you've got 20 seconds.
1: Planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details? Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried? Contact me at Princess and the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses and the Mouse
0: Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right. (laughs) This one one is interesting. I'm ready. Peter's ready. Peter,
1: what is your number three uh my number three for this is on big thunder mountain rear room nice yeah and or splash mountain when splash mountain comes back but um as we've talked about before if you understand the fireworks it is actually so the castle has projection on it and then back behind it where philhar magic and the princess fairy tale hall buildings are there's a bunch of shooting points for all the little little stuff that kind of gets, you know, 40, 50 feet into the sky. And then the rest of the stuff, the big shells launch from industrial buildings back behind Tom Sawyer Island across the road from there. And so if you can kind of time it and get on Big Thunder Mountain or Splash Mountain, um, some of my favorite firework memories are like, going along Splash Mountain as fireworks are going up and then coming over the big hill and kind of seeing the fireworks coming up from the castle, fireworks over here, fireworks over here, splashing down on one of our favorite rides. Um, big Thunder Mountain is the same idea because there's so many lift hills and it's it's a really long roller coaster. Um, so you can be on that roller coaster for a solid you know, few minutes and then as you kind of come out, you're kind of standing there with a nice vantage point of the big shells off to your left in a relatively not crowded area so uh, i am going to say on the frontier land rides there you um, go is one of my favorite places to watch the fireworks that isn't in the hub
0: there you go um i'm going to be in the back of the park as well for my number three and i'm going to be more towards like um back by be our guest so Yes, you miss most of the projections for the show, um, but you can actually watch the fireworks because of where they shoot up from over the Beast castle instead of over Cinderella Castle. Um, So it gives a really cool different vantage point. And then if you are there for one of the special shows, one of the holiday shows, especially Fourth of July and New Year's Eve, um, they do the projections all the way around the castle and the fireworks are... 360 degrees so you get fireworks all around you anyway so being back there isn't a bad idea now one thing that they will do is they basically shut down the area from the carousel up to the castle for those lower ground level fireworks that peter was talking about so you're gonna have to be back behind there and it gets kind of crowded in that area because people don't know what the hell's going on and that kind of stuff so it does get kind of congested back there But it's a really cool area to get a very different vantage point and it gives you kind of that out, especially if the parks open later than the fireworks to get to some of those rides in the back, say it's a small world and haunted mansion or, you know, um, the little mermaid ride and ride those really quick after the fireworks get out so my number three is going to be kind of in that back area by be our guest um, to watch the fireworks so let's go ahead and let's get to our number twos Um, but before we get to our number twos let's talk about if you have an idea for this segment of our show go to the website it's down at the bottom right now it is uh, patm.wixsite.com patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning and up in the top right corner there is an info box that you can type in your suggestion for the show um and as far as the show goes i know that we haven't posted the actual top three segment in a little while we've been doing a lot of the disneyland paris content on the youtube channel but all of our content from the show the last three shows is going to be up over the next three weeks so starting next Friday we will be putting up the Irrational Fear episode the oh, <laughs> the good one. Uh, the Breakfast episode and then the Dark Ride episode I think is the other one those are the three that we've got going up so Peter what's your number two area to watch the fireworks outside of the hub Polynesian's pool. Nice. You could go with Polynesian Beach, too. I mean, anywhere over there is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, but the pool's cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Because then you're in the pool. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, so right, like, perfectly across the lagoon from the castle at, like, a straight-on vantage point is the Polynesian Beach and Polynesian Pool area. And they pipe the music in. So what you'll get if you're staying at that resort is, it's funny because about 15 to 20 minutes before the fireworks, the beach will just crowd with people, which is why I've chosen to remain in the pool looking <laughs> out rather than trying to like get my wet body into the sand and have sand in all sorts of crevasses. And yeah, I intentionally mispronounced it. I was gonna it. say, you, so you skirted
0: it. around that really well. Yeah, crevasses, yeah.
1: Um, right, so I'll just hang out in the pool, let the music pipe in. But it is really, really cool to see the fireworks from a really far vantage point. Um, it's like a fun thing to still see if you can spot Tinkerbell Tink- or Tinkerbill, uh, because yeah. they'll be just as little just <laughs> going across. So uh, really, really cool vantage point, though. And you still get the music, which is wonderful. You get the soundtrack. You still get kind of the experience, but you're not elbow to elbow. Oh my gosh, on spring break. We I got us a, a spot in the hub. We stayed in the hub, but then leaving there, we had to get to Tron. And we were on the left hand side of the hub. Uh-huh. And we had to get to Tron.
0: That doesn't work.
1: Holy cow. That was I understand how salmon feel. <laughs> yeah that was
0: just keep swimming
1: yeah i basically i basically told everybody like i held i had addy and then i basically said everybody we're meeting at the popcorn cart by the tomorrowland bridge get there protect yourself (laughs) save yourself like even my even my son i was like find me at the bridge like you're 13 you'll survive (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so so my my number 2 I could I could go a couple of different ways. I don't know where you're going to go with your number 1. So, I'm going to go really. with the people mover. Um now the people mover, great slow moving ride, goes through Tomorrowland, but a couple times it peaks out and you get these fantastic views of the castle. It's just one of those places where you can get some really really just awesome looks at the fireworks if you time it right um but if you time it wrong you kind of miss everything and it kind of sucks but you know you kind of still get the people move ride which is nice by itself but it just it's a really cool vantage point it's over to that right side of the castle and and just like i said it just kind of gives you a different vantage point to check out the castle from you're a little bit higher and it just it's really nice to, to just have that relaxing ride and be away from all the people. And again, you're in another good spot to where you can get off the People Mover. You can do Space Mountain. You can go up and do Tomorrowland Speedway and that kind of stuff. Um, either while people are watching the fireworks or right after the fireworks and try and beat the crowds there. So, no, my number two is going to be on the People Mover. So, let's go ahead and let's get to our number ones. And before you say you're number one, why don't you tell people? Where they can find you.
1: Right here. 7.15. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Not really. It's golf season. Yeah. We've gotten lucky twice in a row. Uh, yeah. So over on Facebook, I'm trying to see if the, the scrollers are up right now, but I don't see there them it is. The, oh, here they come. No. Well. At P-A-T-M Disney Travel. That Facebook one down there on the right underneath me. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you go and check that out, you'll see my page. You'll uh, see some customer, some client reviews and things along those lines, which I have some new clients that I need to remind to go and, and do that because they've all taken trips in the last three to four months. Um, but yeah, from there, you'll be able to click message and messaging me on Facebook Messenger will receive a relatively prompt reply and from there we'll schedule a meeting, we'll exchange some more contact information, we'll get a sense of what you wanna do. You can also go to there and fill out the vacation request form. That allows you to share with me when you wanna go and a little bit more about your party dynamics, um, which we can take care of in a few messages on Messenger or if you fill out that form, I will jump straight to communicating with you about scheduling the meeting because you've already answered some of my initial feeler questions, because I have a sense of who you are and what your group is and when you want to go. So come and find me. And I would love to help you uh, work out your uh, magical trip, whether it be Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Paris, um, Tokyo, Hong Kong, Shanghai. Disney Cruise. Cruise. Adventures by, all of it.
0: Yeah,
1: Alani. Oh, yeah, Alani. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: okay, number one. Vero Beach.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay, here
0: we go. We can't see the fireworks from
1: Vero Beach. You cannot see the fireworks from Vero Beach. <laughs> so I am actually going to do the most recent spot, but um, obviously you have to have some – you either have to be in the club or you got to have somebody take you up who's in the club. So that – disney vacation club patio if you are staying on contract points you can go over to bay lake tower show them your dvc membership and they will put you in an elevator send you up to the very very top uh, and it was it was it was awesome because there's um there's several like large there's a bunch of seating area uh you concrete wall from the park you are the vantage point is really really cool because you've got space mountain and tron and then back behind them which are nice and lit up then you have the castle and then the fireworks are launching kind of back to the right of all of that and so you just have it it's it's a really amazing vantage point to be up that high to be kind of eye level with all of the fireworks. Um, I don't want to steal yours because you might say a similar spot. Um, I had a pivot, so I'm good, I'm good. Oh, you're you're not saying, so you could also achieve a similar kind of vantage point by booking a California grill reservation later in the evening. If you have a California grill reservation, I think after like 5 p.m. you are entitled to come back up go out to the outdoor balcony area um, similar view like here was like if Magic Kingdom is there right it's right there yeah right? like one and then the other one is like, like they're kind of like right next to each other looking in towards yeah. Magic Kingdom and, and seeing the fireworks so um, really really cool vantage point whether you do California Grill or can get a DVC member to take you up or are a DVC member if you have not done the Top of the World Lounge it is a really, really cool place to watch the fireworks.
0: And, you know, theme park view rooms at the Contemporary. Theme park view rooms at basically any of the hotels, you can you can get a view of it. But theme park view rooms at the Contemporary, very similar view. You know, we stayed there in 2018 and did that trip. And we were on the seventh floor and had a, a fantastic view of the fireworks um, the first night we were there. So no, yeah, any of those, over at the Contemporary is great. I'm going to be out in that area as well, but I'm gonna say let's do the fireworks cruise on the Seven Seas Lagoon. Um, And that's just a great add-on event. You know, you've got the dessert parties inside the park, whether you can have the dessert party during the fireworks, before the fireworks, after the fireworks, whatever, and then you have that Tomorrowland Terrace dessert party and those, that special viewing area for the people that are before and after. Great thing, but the cruises are really cool because they take you out on pontoons. It's a small party. You have snacks there with you and desserts and that kind of stuff. And you basically watch the fireworks from outside of the front entrance. Now, you don't get a great view of the castle, but you get to see the fireworks over the main entrance and all that. And it's still really, really cool. So, you know, if you're looking for one of those cool add-ons that you've never done before, think about doing like a fireworks cruise or something like that, because those are fantastic. Um, I know we had a, a work trip down there that they did fireworks cruises for all the families. And those were those were just absolutely awesome. So, um, no, that is my number one. I'm gonna stay out in, and it's, it's amazing how many times we went outside of the park Um, for this one, because there's a lot of good vantage points for the fireworks, all the shows, outside (coughs) of the parks. So, if you kind of know where you are in relationship to the parks, you might be able to see, I mean, like at Riviera, you can see Hollywood Studios and
1: Epcot's fireworks. Yeah, we love... um, So, Riviera, if you can get the the check-in side so so you don't want a water view room because if you get a water view room you're going to be looking out at caribbean beach you're not going to see really anything yeah but especially if you can get so from the front lobby if i'm kind of standing at the front lobby looking out at like the car park area to the left side towards the skyliner station you will have a fantastic view of the epcot fireworks and an awesome view of the Magic Kingdom fireworks off in the distance. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that was another spot that I was up in the air. I was like, boy, but that lounge was just so cool. But I I was thinking about the Riviera rooms are fantastic to see. Two fireworks shows if you're back at the resorts.
0: And you can do the same thing at Topolino's, too, with dinner reservations and going up to their viewing deck as well. So if you have a later dinner reservation, 5 p.m. or later, you can go back up to the Topolino's viewing deck and watch the Epcot fireworks from there, um, which is now Epcot Forever for who knows how long.
1: (laughs) Epcot Forever for four months. Yeah. Yay! I think it's September 1st. New show's going to be ready September 1st because that's when the 100 years of Disney shifts to Epcot.
0: That's exactly my thought as well. So we'll leave you guys with that.
1: Again, thank you guys all for watching the top three
0: episode. If you want to get in touch with us at DPI Podcast on Facebook, for me, at PATM Disney Travel on Facebook for Peter, and then for both of us, the website, PATMDisneyTravel.Wixsite.com forward slash planning. Thank you guys all for watching. We will see you next week. Um, Bye now. with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight we had uh, a discussion about his trip some news and a top three episode check them out you can find us in a lot of different places Facebook's the easiest at DPI Podcast for the podcast page at PATM Disney Travel for the travel side over on Twitter it's at Disney Insights and then we also have an Instagram account at Princesses of the Mouse check them all out you all have a lot of fun listening everything that you do you guys have a wonderful week and we will see you next week bye now